What's up, everyone? You're listening to Citywide Front Row. Citywide is a place for young adults in the DMV to connect and grow closer to Jesus. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, what's up, Citywide? This is Thomas, back with you again with Psalm 25. Uh, doing four questions in four minutes. Last time I was with you guys, it took me about 12 or 13 minutes to do four questions. So hopefully this time we can cut the fat off of it. Like I said, we're going to be in Psalm 25. And this this psalm is really broken down into three major sections. Verses 1 through 7 is, is, uh, is just the prayers of David of someone who is asking for God's presence during uh, the trials that he's going through. Verses 8 through 14. Uh, big picture is, is God's reaction to us in the midst of those trials, is God's reaction to David in the midst of those trials. And verses 15 through 22 is the description of God's availability to his people. Uh, so we're just going to jump right in. What does this text tell me about God? Uh, he is trustworthy, verse 1. He is patient, verse 3. He is a teacher, verse 4. He is a leader, a teacher in our salvation, verse 5. He is merciful, steadfast, and loving in verse 6. He is steadfast love and good in verse 7. He is good, upright, and an instructor in verse 8. He is a leader and a teacher in verse 9. He is steadfast and faithful in verse 10. He is one of pardon and great in verse 11. He is an instructor and a chooser in verse 12 well-being giver of inheritance in verse 13 he is a friend which probably should be understood as counsel in verse 14 he is salvation in verse 15 gracious in verse 16 comforter in verse 17 forgiving in verse 18 uh, he is is a guard and a deliverer and our refuge in verse 20 and our redeemer in verse 22 uh, so as you can see, this psalm is packed with the deity of God and who He is. Uh, so let's jump to the second question. What does this text tell me about how God relates to His people? Uh, first, he, he keeps them from shame and defeat by the enemy in verse 2. Uh, he teaches and saves in verses 4 and 5. He is consistently merciful in verse 6. He is the forgetter of sins in verse 7. He instructs sinners in verse 8. He leads and teaches the humble in verse 9. He pardons guilt in verse 11. He gives counsel and shows his covenant in verse 14. He saves people from wrath in verse 15. And then for verses 16 through 22, I really couldn't put into words um, any better than what it already is written down. And so we're just going to read verses 16 through 22. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes, and with what violent hatred they hate me. O oh, guard my soul, and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem, O Israel. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And I highly encourage you to go back and read that prayer through several times, just soaking it in, because I love the way that David worded that. Uh, going to the third question, what does this text tell me about how God relates to me? Now, now we can sit and dig into this verse all day long, but for time's sake, we're going to go back to the three sections and just go three big ideas about how God relates to me, relates to us. Uh, the first one that we pull from verses 1 through 7 is, uh, is God's relation to me during trials and in, in that He is our safe place who teaches us to be like Him and is constantly merciful in our sins and circumstances. 
Uh, secondly, coming from verses 8 through 14, is that is is just showing God's reaction to us during trials. Let's read verse 9 real quick before we talk about this one. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. So how does God relate to us? In ver- according to verse 9, humility on our part results in being led by God in what is right and being taught in his way, which is about the wisest counsel that that any of us will ever uh, have the opportunity to have. And lastly, coming from verses 15 through 22, uh, is just God's availability to help us. Verse 16 says, Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Now this is kind of the gospel in a nutshell, and just shows that, that God relates to you by showing grace. And, and we say that, but what I want you to see from this verse is that God relates to you by showing grace in your loneliness and in your sin. And so going to the fourth question, what do I do? Uh, And whatever is going wrong in your life right now, this psalm addresses what you need to do to be able to let God do the work that you can't do. And so again, going back to the three parts, the first one is just just be in the Word. Verse 4 says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. So what do we do? We need to be in the Word. We have to learn God's way and be taught by God in the Word. Secondly, uh, verse 9 that we just read, what do I do? Humble yourself for the authority of God, uh, making us subject to Him and not making Him subject to us, uh, which, is, which is hard. And then thirdly, coming from verses 15 through 22, and this is seemingly the hardest thing to do, really, and I, I would say that this is something that I need to take my own advice on here, is, is to stop focusing so much on the circumstances and focus on God's goodness toward you because that is where our identity lies in God's goodness, not our present circumstances. So that's Psalm 25 in a nutshell in just a few minutes. Thank you guys for being with us, uh, and I hope to be back with you soon. Thank you.